All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and do this. I don't know, people might think, what in the world is going on here? You know, exactly, that's the whole purpose. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. I don't so know what, what that means what are, okay. when people say that. All right. Sir, would you like to have a beer? I would. Salute. Salute. All right. Oh, great idea. I haven't had Estella in a couple years. Oh, I was going to say since, like, lunch. <laughs> wow. Well, here, let me clean that off for you. All right, I'm having a Ziegenbach. You're having Estella. What are you having, a Heineken? Heineken. All right. Well, let's get this started <sighs> on the road. All right. John, Great. good to see you. You too. Thanks. How's Thanks. your day? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a let your hair down okay. day. All right. Subject matter today will um, include this prop that I wish we could have this prop every time, but we're not. Mm. You know, self discipline and all that. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to begin with a quick story about where has the playfulness gone in mm. this world? You know? And the quick story takes place um, in, a, in a, where was it? Thailand. Well, I almost forgot. Getting them all confused. It takes place <laughs> in Thailand a few years ago. I went uh, to a, a refuge. Okay. And kind of refuge? It was a tiger refuge. All right. And so I went there. There's a few people around. Paid a little bit of money to go see the tigers. And so as I walked through with a guide, there was myself and one other person, and there's a guide, and there were some other people, but I was with this a female guide. And we saw some tigers up and about and chains around them or near a cage or in a cage. And then we came around a corner and out in this flat area with some rock behind us, there was a huge tiger lying down with a big collar and chain around his neck. So I looked down and I was like, wow. And he had his paws and he had his head on his paws. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. closed. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, that's a big tiger. You know, paws that big. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, dear. You know, sometimes you imagine you're, you're a Tarzan or something. And, and even though he didn't fight tigers because it wouldn't be in Africa, Still, at the same time, you think, oh, I could take one of those boogers on. <laughs> no, sir. Not at all. That doesn't, it does, it's not going to work that way. So, anyway, the girl says, well, come around behind and, and give him a pat, give him a pet. I went, okay. She goes, I'll take your picture. So, I handed her my iPad. I went around and I bent down and I, and I started to mm. pet the tiger on the back. Didn't move. When suddenly... Surprise of all surprises, I was surprised at the overwhelming emotion that came upon me. And a deep, deep, just I just suddenly felt this huge sadness hmm. at that very moment. Yeah, very much. So it shocked me. And I was like, Phew. I just 
like, oh, and I stood up and I was like, whew. I can't explain it. I can only say that I, I want to say it came from the tiger. Okay. I want to say that, but I couldn't prove that. I don't know why it came upon me so suddenly. Just one of those things that's a mystery. So you're taking on the, the, some of the tiger's yeah. sadness and little yeah, energy? Yeah, and I've, I've always, you know, like some of us are, some of us are more attuned to that. Mm. It, it's a real individual thing of how you're attuned to different things. And so I was like, ooh. So I stood to the side and stood there for two or three minutes, and the other person walked around and petted, patted the back of the tiger. And, and I just was like, I can't do this. So I said to the girl, you need to take me out of here. I'm mm. done. I don't want to see any more tigers. I don't even feel like it. I just need to leave. I said, I just, I just, and she was like looking at me like, you strange American guy. And so I was escorted out. Could, just couldn't do it. And I say that to say, where has the playfulness gone? You know, on the internet, we're always looking at pictures and on the YouTube and all that. Yeah, yeah YouTube mm -hmm. and all the animals. And I do all the time. Great enjoyment. You see all the playfulness going on in all, all God's creation. And, um, and then I see the tiger and I felt that. It's like, ooh, there is a brokenness to this world. And I just bring that up just to sort of say, where has the playfulness gone? And um, I hope that at some time in the near or distant future that will all be returned to us. That playfulness, that playfulness. So when you spirit. when you, when you ask your question, when you say playfulness, what 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 do you mean by that? Um, As we drink this beer, <laughs> let me think about that. Ask me the question again, please. What is your def definition as an adult of playfulness? Interacting in a way that that. Uh, brings about joy. Mm. I think ultimately this, this whole purpose of being is about ultimate joy and about joy now and about peace now and a joy now. And it's not peace like Kumbaya, think, but, but, but the peace, inner peace yeah. yeah, the inner peace that comes from relationships. And um, I, I think part of that relationship is relationship with yourself. Yeah. It is, very yeah. much so. You know, very much involved. Mm. Yes. It's, it's outward and inward, and they benefit each other. You know, whether it's cross this way, inside here, yeah. this way, whatever way you want to go. I guess you can look all, at all the different things. All the different things. Now let's get to why we're going to do this. Let's okay. Do that because Please. I, 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 I really feel like this could go on for a long yeah. time. <laughs> I could really just like, but let's really get down to the brass tacks. Actually... The good news of, of what today's about. The second story involves the Kampot River in Cambodia. I got on a boat one afternoon to go on an afternoon evening cruise up the Kampot River for two or three hours and back down. Okay. Including a beautiful sunset, which I hope is on the green screen oh. back of us. That looks beautiful. Yeah, that, that, that uh, <laughs> sunset picture on the Kampot River. Um, here's, here's the thing. On the boat was the owner of the boat. It wasn't a big boat, you know. Uh, was the owner and his wife and their three small children, you know, like ages 12, 10, and 8. 
the only other couple on the boat, uh, it was me, owner, three kids, was a German man mm. of about 50, 55 years old, and his Cambodian wife. I introduced myself. We sat alone and visited for a minute in English mm. because they spoke English to each other. Okay. That needs to be clarified about what happens. He spoke obviously German. She obviously spoke uh, Khmer. Yeah. Oh, Khmer. And, yeah. and they, commu they communicated in English. So that was all going on. So we went up the river, very quiet, very beautiful, gorgeous. He did some fishing on the bank and we stopped at a place. I wandered around, just looked around. The train's coming through. Hear that train. Perfect timing. Yeah, we need some Johnny Cash. Perfect timing. Um, came, uh, we came back down the river, stopped, docked. It was dark by then. By the time we got back, it was fully dark. It was like 10 o'clock maybe. And we're getting off the boat. I walked down the little gangplank, so to speak, from the boat to the, to the dry land or to the concrete uh, area. There, the German man and his Cambodian wife are right behind me as we're getting off. Okay. So I'm first. They're, they're walking right behind me. So I'm almost halfway down, almost getting there. And I hear behind me uh, the German man in English say to his wife, he says, he goes, okay. Something like this. Okay, um, let's let's go home and have a beer with Jesus. Mm. Let's go home and have a beer with Jesus. So of course, my antenna are like, what, what? So I step off. They come right behind me. I wait for them, and I just smile and. I guess he thinks that I'm saying bye-bye. And he goes, okay. And I said, excuse me. Mm. Excuse me. Um, I can't even remember his name or her name. I said, excuse me. I just heard you say something when you were walking down behind me. I said, um, <laughs> did you say to your wife, let's go home and have a beer with Jesus? And he went, yeah, yeah. And I went, okay. Uh, you, uh, Jesus, are you talking about Jesus who's alive now? Jesus, resurrected Jesus? Jesus? <laughs> I was doing the whole thing and he went, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of had that smile. He kind of had that half smile with a look of a lot of life experience on his face. Okay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Just that, yeah, yeah, like looking at me, checking me out. And I went, wow, whoa. <laughs> I said, that is the coolest thing ever. Hey. So we kind of did this high five, and she's just smiling at me, and he just looks at me. Hmm. And I said, that is so wonderful. Enjoy your beer. And he goes, yeah, yeah, bye-bye. And he left. And I was like, Wow. Let's have a beer with mm. Jesus. Why does that wow you so much? Does not well, it does, man, that, it does that wow me. you? It does. Does that wow you? Yeah. Yes. You know, let's talk about why that wowed me. And so you. Jesus and drank you, beer. And anybody else sh should hear this would go, what in the world? 
you know, in my travels, I used to go to all these remote places and different places, and even at the house, there's a hundred times that I had a, a beer or a, 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 a nightcap, and I would have it there, and I'd be sitting back, and I'd just go, to you. Mm. And I'd smile, and I thought, and I've often said, you know you're always welcome at my table. <laughs> I've said that out loud. You're always welcome at my table. And I'd lift a glass, have a sip. And I think about the world that I, that I lived in and, came, and come from. You know, my background is a very uh, wonderful Christian experience, okay. but very uh, conservative. Okay. I come from a, what is called a Church of Christ background, loving family, uh, good people at church where I reared going to church all the time, and uh, some really good things that sure, come sure. out of that. Although at the same time, like most things these days, there was a real religious spirit involved. And so let's let's talk about that for a minute, and that be and that be sort of the the reason that your little context yeah that I'm bringing this whole thing up I went to what is called a Church of Christ seminary only they're not called seminaries in the Church of Christ that's the, for the Catholics yeah that's that's uh, for a lot of yeah for, for, for a lot of other 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 groups but they're called schools of biblical studies schools of preaching um, stuff like that okay all right and uh, while I was there, I went at a very young age, and and being there, I went to a uh, the apartment complex that I lived in. I was in school, in this seminary, Church of Christ Seminary. Uh, I was 19, or maybe I just turned 20. Got special permission to go. At such a young age, and I found out when I finally made it out of school, I, I did very I did very well academically. Uh, it was a real growing experience, really hard experience, but really good. On one occasion, I went to my apartment uh, Get to Know Your Neighbor Day. Okay. And they had beer there. Get to Know Your Neighbor Day. And so, talking to people, somebody, I remember, handed me a, a, glass, a, 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 a plastic glass of beer. And so I had a plastic, plastic glass of beer, and I was talking around, walking around, talking to people, all this. Next uh, day, or maybe two days later, I'm called into the director of the seminary's office, and I was in big trouble. For somebody had called them and said, one of your students is drinking oh, beer. for having a beer. For having a beer. And so when I had enrolled there, they said, you know, there's going to be no drinking. I said, sure, no drinking. And so they called my parents. They debated whether to kick me out or not. Wow, for one beer. Yeah. And said, you know, this is this is brings reproach upon the school, upon what we're trying to do here. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But we worked it out, mm. and I had to publicly go up and apologize and ask for prayers from the church. So that whole thing really taught me something. Okay. And it's this. Well... Can I tell another story first? <laughs> if you must. Actually, let me read this first. This is a quote from Luke. 
Jesus says, For John the Baptist came neither eating bread or drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. He's talking to the religious leaders okay. when he said that. So the religious leader says, The guy doesn't eat or drink. He has a demon. I came eating and drinking. Drinking mean drinking alcohol. Wine. The Son of Man, I came eating and drinking, and you say, Jesus, you're a glutton and a drunkard. You're a friend of tax collectors and of sinners. So what we have is Jesus, he comes, he parties, and I mean that in the best way. My He's man. out hanging out with the people that the religious people are saying, these are the people that you don't hang around with, they'll bring down your reputation. And that's exactly who Jesus is out going, hey, let's have a beer. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's have a couple glasses of wine. What was the first miracle? <laughs> what was the first miracle? Turning water into, into wine. As mom said, turn some water into wine. That, that was Mary's doing. Yeah. Oh, Mother Mary. Think about it. The religious leaders, to try to get at Jesus, to bring down his reputation, is saying, you drink, and you're a religious prophet. You're a religious leader. You claim that you're the Messiah. People are saying you're the Messiah. We see you do miracles, you nasty man. <laughs> These are the religious people, because they're into power plays. Mm. So they wanted to bring down his reputation. He said, you don't hang around with these people if you want to be accepted by the religious community. The status quo. Huh? By the status quo. By the, yeah. We run things. Mm. We can make you or break you. And so the whole point of all this, to me, was Jesus says, at the end of that conversation, he goes, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. We'll see how this works out. We'll see what wisdom is in this. Now, we come to what I want to say and encourage people to understand <clears throat> about this. In today's world, there's a real religious spirit. We won't talk about politics. We're not talking about politics. That's a different discussion. It's its own beast. But there is a spirit of religion that's just like that tiger trapped in a world of ah, what I want to say not moving not growing trapped Stagnant. in a world of, of complacency and complacency of, of tiredness and of uh, there's all kinds of words that are coming sure, but let's, sure. yeah. that's 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 something that I'd like to bring up to the religious community. I read a lot of uh, articles from religious folks and from good, I'm, I'm talking about good people, good people. And I just like to say this thing, to those that say, I want to be like Jesus was. Religious folks, preachers, teachers, 
writers of books, elders, deacons, you regular, regular folk out there. If you really want to be like Jesus, there's another aspect that you've ignored your whole life. And that is hanging out with the people that can bring you down. Religion says no. That's bad for you. Religion says that's going to bring your reputation down. But a mature person, one that knows themselves, one that is not living in fear of repercussions of doing the wrong thing or what people may say about you, you'll go to those neighborhood barbecues. You'll go out every once in a while to the pub, tell stories with your friends, play a game of darts. I don't know. Hang back. Have a couple of cold ones. Talk about life. Talk about love. Talk about sports. Loving on each other. Embracing each other. Telling each other kind words. Saying, hey, you know what's going on with you? How many, me growing up, and I'll, and I read again, it's frustrating for me to read all these people that say, and everybody says, that guy's a man of God. That guy's a, and they do their seminars. You do your seminars. You write your books. You get ready for your next little sermon that you've done 2,652 times before. And you skip out on your neighbor because you're so busy doing God's work, you think and you forget the heart. Mm. Now, you don't have to have a drink. At the same time, if you're afraid to, that's not being like Jesus. Jesus wasn't afraid to. Why are you? That's a question between you and Jesus. Why not? Why not risk your reputation for a change? Why not write that next? Why do you have to write that next article for the publication that you've done 130 times before, 50 times before, and skip out on the neighborhood, neighborhood barbecue, or have a barbecue at your house or your neighbors. And if they think, well, were we supposed to bring beer with us? You say, well, of course you do. If you'd like to, that's great with me. BYOB. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the religious folks may say, we can't do that. So I guess you wouldn't invite Jesus, would you? Maybe he'd like to bring a six-pack. Does that bother you that I said that? If it does, it reveals a religious spirit. Take a good, hard look at yourself in that. If that bothers you. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that at all. Was that a little strong? Was that a little strong, John? Was I, was I too strong in that? A little. A little bit. Yeah. Good. Amen to that. Good. I want... Cheers. Oh, wait a minute. Cheers. <laughs> well, John, thank you for telling this story and that point of view. and <laughs> That point of view. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to preach at anybody. I hope you don't think it that, that way. Not at all. I'm trying to challenge people, myself included, 
to grow, and to think. Just a little shift in perspective. No? Yeah. And it's a healthy perspective. It's, it's not like an, oh, that's your opinion, John. Well, I want you to read it for yourself. Once you see what, once you see what religious folks accuse Jesus to try to mm -hmm. get him, they said, you shouldn't be hanging out with that kind of crowd, and you shouldn't be drinking and eating like you do. We're the religious authority. Stop it. And he says, no, not at all. He was that direct. <clears throat> so, you know, I was going to read one more thing, or should I just leave it there? I don't even know what the time is. <laughs> Got time for one more thing, ladies and gentlemen out there? Yeah, let's, one more thing. One more thing. Where is that? Let me read you this. Usually don't do this, but today's a special day. Let the hair down. <laughs> then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for his family said about Jesus, he is out of his mind. That includes Mary, mm. his mom. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone inside to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Hey, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and brothers? Jesus asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will mm. is my brother and sister and mother. Amen to that. Amen to that. Next time you're out and about or at home by yourself, don't be afraid to have a beer with Jesus. Love y'all. Love y'all a lot. Cheers. Cheers.